you're back for another episode of Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends. I've got someone in my purple chair who's ready to chat with us about finances and real estate. So glad to have you as a part of our D3 community. Let's jump in. glad you're back for another episode of Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends, which is your weekly stop for all things real estate and finance for women. And I am so excited today. Who's in the purple chair? I have Angie rogers Howe from Farmhouse Creative. Hi, Angie. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on. Good. I'm so excited. And thanks for taking the time to, to do this. No problem. Well, I always start my podcast with, here's what I know about you. Okay. So I'm going to throw out some facts that mm-hmm. I think I know. Okay. And you tell me if I'm wrong. So you own the farmhouse creative with your husband, Matt. I do. Yep. Awesome. And you have an awesome daughter, Audia. 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 Yes. Audia. Awesome. Yep. And then you are an advocate and really a lover of Delaware and Randolph County, just this area. And I Absolutely. love that about you guys. Yeah. Is there anything I've forgotten or you want to go a little bit deeper into, uh, into you, I guess? Well, into me. I also have three step kiddos. Oh, fabulous. So Matt was married and had a previous marriage. Uh-huh. He has three, three kiddos that way. Yeah. So they range from 20... Nine to 19. Okay. Or almost 19. He's about to turn 19. Awesome. And then we decided to start over again, and now we have a nine-year-old. That's so. fabulous. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, so you're a bonus mom is yeah. what you're throwing Yep, I'm out. a Would bonus you... mom, and cool. um, been Matt and I have been together for... 17 years yeah. or so. So I've been in the picture for a while. Very and cool. All that. So it's Very good. Cool. Yeah. Well, would you share a little bit? What has your journey been from whenever you want to start to sitting in this purple chair today? Okay. Well, um, I've taken a non-conventional kind of route mm-hmm. as well. In a previous life, many, many moons ago, I went to Bible college okay. and um, my degree is in church music. Okay. Um, Very cool. Which I do not use now, yeah. but you know, whatever. We talked about that on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like no one actually uses their degree hardly. Anyone. Exactly. Yes. I use it sometimes when I like play or I sing in like civic shows sure. or something like that. But other than that, I don't use that degree. Um, and I also was married before. I okay. went to Bible college and married a pastor. So I used to be the pastor's wife. Sure. Um, and we lived in Texas and California for a while wow, while okay. he did his youth pastor thing. Um, and so while he did that, we like typically churches don't pay a ton. Sure. So I had to have a I had to have a grown up job absolutely and, and help support the family and all of that. So I started working in just wherever I could find. So I started working as a file clerk for Dave and Buster's. Oh, how fun! Um, literally, I filed things away and pulled them when people needed them and. That was my job. Sure. Um, and I started kind of working in accounting after that. I went and I worked in the accounts payable. I did that. And then we moved to California and I worked in purchasing there. And then I worked at a radio station where I did their kind of money things and sure. stuff like that. So I kind of did that. Um, then we got divorced mm-hmm. uh, and I moved back here to Indiana. Um, Are you from Indiana I'm originally? From here. Okay, yep. perfect. From here, I grew up in Alexandria okay. or Ellick as we call yes, it from yes. the locals. Um, and I always said I would... Because Ellick's a small town. Yeah. And I would, I was never, I was going to move either to Texas or California, which I did both. Sure. And I was never going to live in a small town again. Fast forward to now, I live in farmland. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, which is even smaller than Ellick. So when I used to travel, because I I, I don't know, you'll get this because you live there. So I would tell people I'm from Parker City Mm -hmm. and they would be like, where is that? And I would say I'm from farmland. And for some reason that's more noticeable. (laughs) So I just started telling people that I was from farmland and I was traveling once. um, I think I was at a college campus and they said, oh, where are you from? 
And I said, I'm from farmland, Indiana. And they said, oh, no, what's the town called? And oh, I yeah. said, oh, no, no, no. That's what the town, that's how that's, big it is. Yeah, that's, that's what it's called. What it's called. <laughs> well, when I first met Matt, we met on, what was it? Yahoo Personals, oh, which doesn't exist anymore. Cool, um, got bought out by Match, the way more reputable yes, yes. organization or whatever. But we were chatting on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, back in the day, yes. This is how old we are. <laughs> I how love long this we've so been much. together. Um, so we were chatting on AOL Instant Messenger and I'm like, so where are you from? And he's like, from farmland. And I said, ha ha ha, really, where are you from? Uh, and he's like, no, no, no. It's really a town called Farmland. Yes. And then I was like, well, I'm sorry about being a jerk about your town. Yes. And I guess he didn't hate me that much after that because uh, we kept dating and we're still together. Oh, that's so. great. And that's now you good. live there and embrace it as and your own. And now I live so there. It's... I embrace it as my own. I love raising my kids there yeah. and all that good stuff. But oh, it was that's... just funny. So, um, yeah, I came back to Indiana. Mm-hmm. So kept working in the print industry and that kind of thing and sure. got started that way. So cool. then I met Matt, moved farmland and the yeah, rest is history. That's awesome. So when did you guys decide to open the business or how did that come about? That came about, I was working for a print print shop in Fishers. Okay. Um, and at that point I was moved, I lived in Fishers because I was never going to move back to sure. a small town. Oh, absolutely. So I lived in Fishers. And India is the big town yeah, if you're not from here. Yeah, yeah, it's the big town around here. Um, so I lived there and I worked there in the print shop. and. Yeah. And did their all their kind of stuff, and things were kind of downsizing, and I could see that sure. a change needed you to kind happen. Of see the writing so on the I wall saw the writing on the wall, yes. and I then I married Matt, moved to farmland, and I was driving from I was commuting, Oof. and that was too far. Yeah. I didn't like it. So then I was like, well, I could work for somebody else, which is fine, mm-hmm. or I could start my own thing. And the timing just happened to be right. I have to acknowledge Matt had a, a stable job, provided insurance, sure, sure. all of that. So I had some, I had some privilege and yeah, some, you know, I, I always want to acknowledge that. A little that. bit of leeway well, I had a little, yes. a little bit of leeway. So I was like, you know what? If we're going to do it, this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself a year to see if I can make it profitable yeah. or make, I don't want it just to be a hobby. I right. want to have, I want this to be a thing. So I started Farmhouse Creative out of our farmhouse in Farmland. Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, I took over a little corner of my stepdaughter's bedroom. Mm-hmm. I put a desk there. She wasn't super jazzed about yes. it, but we did it anyway. And that's how we started Farmhouse. And then, so it was just me on my own by myself. Matt was working his own job, doing his yeah. own thing. And then it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And then a couple of years later, it made sense to bring Matt on board. Sure. So, uh, I own the company and he works for me. Very cool. Which most of the time works out pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's awesome. just kind of snowballed from there. That's so cool. I lo- And I love that. I, 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 I'm so intrigued by the um, working with your husband because I've tried to get my husband to work with me mm-hmm. in mortgages. And he's just like, I don't think we could work together. And which I'm sure is not without its own challenges. And, yeah, yeah. And I think we have a decent relationship where we, we can work mm-hmm. together and we can be like, look, you're driving me crazy. I need you just to just not yeah. talk to me right now. Now my first husband, absolutely no way could yes. we work together. I need to get away from you. <laughs> I need to get yeah. away from you uh, and all that. So it, it's not for everyone. And sure. it does have its days where it's not great. Sure, but sure. Most of the days are pretty good. But like even today you said he's working somewhere else and yeah. you're, you know, so you're not on top of each other with, you know, hey, I'm bumping my chair into you all yeah. day. Yeah, and that we kind of did thing. used to have him in the office, in our regular office. Gotcha. And he moved to this studio down here yeah. because he says I'm, Amy and I are too loud and he didn't okay. want to work with yeah. us anymore. So we have a little separation now and, that, and, and that's, that's good. Okay. Yeah. He's still part of the company. He's which still is... part of the company. We <laughs> still love him love and that. all of that. I yeah. love that. Well, talking about the small town, I wonder if you might talk a little bit about what's it like to be a business owner in a small, you know, not even just farmland, but Muncie is not that huge of a place. Right. Um, you know, there's positives and negatives. And I wonder if you talk a little bit about both of those. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it because you can find somewhere to network or to mm-hmm. meet 
meet people every single day. Now, sometimes that's great. And other times, like, I just, I'm an introvert. So I, I just, just need want to go to the grocery out. store anonymously and yeah, not be stopped. I don't stopped. need to yes. see anybody or uh, today is the day I'm looking like I just rolled out of bed okay, and I see everybody <laughs> I know. So, you know, those kinds of things. Um, also, it's really funny. Matt and I got our first client, even before he started working with us, um, at Fuji, the yeah. at the Japanese uh-huh. steakhouse. You know, they put you at a table, yes, right? Yes. And you don't know, like, right. you could be sat with strangers. And we just started talking to the people next to us. And they were like, what do you do? And we're like, oh, we're graphic design, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, what do you do? And he's like, I own a mop company. I'm like, you make mops? And yes, he did. And his designer flaked out and he needed help with a catalog. And oh I'm like, I God. yeah, I can help you with that. That's great. So that was one of our first clients. How funny. And I laid out his catalog and then later we did his website mm-hmm. and then we've redone his catalog twice and his website and all kinds of stuff. So he's, so, he's continued to yeah, be a customer. he's continued to be a customer. Now yeah. my kids were like, oh, why do you guys know everybody? Yes. And oh, why do you mm-hmm. always have to talk to people? And I'm like, well, we're a small business yes. and knowing people is kind of our job. Yeah. And if you would like to continue to go to nice restaurants yes. like this, then we will continue to talk to people. That's what I tell my kids. I'm like, guess what brings in the Legos to this house? Exactly. And it's this kind of stuff. Yeah. So that I, I love it. It's yeah. great. It can also be like, I just want to go eat and not talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. But most the positives outweigh the negatives, yeah, yeah. I think. And I feel like if you're if you're doing good business, you know, people are like, oh, everybody just wants to talk crap about me in this small town. Well, guess what? If you have a reason for them to talk crap about you, that's that spreads also. But yeah. if you're doing quality work, it's wonderful. Yeah, and it's nice to just, people are like, oh, I heard somebody talking about you guys the other day. I'm like, well, I hope it was good. They're like, oh yeah, it was great. I'm like, oh, well, that's great. I like that people build each other up yes. and lift each other up in this community. Absolutely. You don't find that everywhere. Right, but- I feel like it's, you know, you should talk to XYZ about, right. you know, if you're just having a casual conversation and that's what I strive for in my business. If someone says, I'm looking for a mortgage lender, I want them to say, oh, you should call Laura. And I'm sure, sure oh, same yeah. with you. You know, I have some some design needs. Oh, well, you need to call Angie and Matt. And yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, we, it, we really like that. And the connections that are made here. Yeah. And so kind of along with that, and we've talked a little bit about working with your husband. What are some challenges that you've seen to being a, a woman-owned business? Because I, I've had it in the mortgage industry for sure. And I don't want to, you know, again, my podcast goal is not to bash guys right. because we, there's so many great ones in our life. Yes. There's great ones, but there's yes. also not so great Absolutely. ones. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people when they, especially when we all, when I had Matt, in the office down mm-hmm. there, they just assume that Matt's the boss. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of things, he is. Like, we have a division of labor. Yes. Like, if you want to talk about website stuff, talk to Matt. I don't know anything about sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, but if you want to get paid or you want to do business with us or something, then you got to talk to me. Yeah. Um, so we would we have people walk in and just immediately start talking to Matt. That's and he's like, I need you to talk to the person who writes the checks, mm-hmm. which is Angie. And he's always very gracious about, you know, no, you if you need to talk about that, you got to talk to Angie. She's the one. And we make decisions together sure, and everything sure. as but, any partnership right. does yeah but at the end of the day i'm the one signing the checks so yeah. if you want to talk to somebody you gotta talk to me <laughs> i love that i have a story almost similar to that which is so frustrating so um at my old company i mean i was one of the top producers in the office as far as loans go and we had a mortgage insurance company rep come in and i i was like on the phone or something and walked into the meeting late and i sat down and she she well being a female said to me oh are you the office are you the secretary out front and thank goodness my boss jumped in and said, oh, no, 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 no. She's one of our heavy hitters, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. But I just could not believe the audacity of another woman, mm-hmm. you know. And again, 
it's it's how we're all conditioned, and I think it's right. so frustrating. But you I know, think and, things are changing, but things absolutely. are always slow to change. Yeah. I had a guy one time. He's like, "So, can you like make me some coffee at a meeting?" And I'm like, "No. Yeah. <laughs> if you want coffee that you want to drink, then you don't want me to make it because I'm terrible at that. Absolutely. You don't want me to do that." And so, I know yeah. for me, like it's I, sometimes I, you know. I enjoy doing some of those like female, oh, you know, like I am things. good at taking minutes yes, and, and doing, yes. you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And I'll do it. I'll, and I've been secretary on several boards. Sure. That's fine. I'll do it. I don't want to be assumed that mm-hmm. because I am the female in the room that I'm the one who's going to be taking notes for Absolutely. this whole thing or whatever. Absolutely. I, I actually um, broke up with a networking group here in town and part of it, like when I really did some soul searching, it was because I had been secretary treasurer as mm-hmm. I'm treasurer of everything, well, of it seems like. Um, but I had been that for a year and then they were looking at president and they didn't even ask a single woman in our group to yep. consider being president. And I thought, like yeah. that's not, you know, and again, my little like feminist heart that <laughs> no, people don't always know about me, but it's, it's, you know, it's frustrating. But, but I also feel like, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm this way in my own business, like being a female business owner, like you bring a unique, um, obviously a unique perspective, but I feel like also you're more in tune to people's needs. Mm-hmm. You're more in tune to how things could work a little more outside the box than, you know, in mortgages. Well, you have to get out there and sell to realtors. Well, you know what? Actually, most of my business comes from other customers or people I've met through networking. You know, it's kind of Mm -hmm. those soft touches instead of like, I stood in front of a room of 30 realtors and did a lunch and learn. And, you know, I don't get business from that. And I feel like that's an advantage that I think, you know, women are kind of, I don't want to say sneaky, but sometimes it's like, oh, that business is really successful and it's not been the way that we think it should right, go. Right, not the traditional way. Yeah. yeah I think absolutely that's yeah, true. Which is <laughs> just so crazy to me. Well, let me ask you, because I know you, I can tell and just knowing you mm-hmm. um, that you really love it here and you, you obviously, you know, and because I'm the same way, my my mom used to say, because my sister lives in Arlington, Texas. Okay. And she has no children. And I have two boys and I live here. And my mom would always say, if I would have guessed which one of my ch- children would have moved away and had no kids and which one would have stayed with kids, it was it did not work out how I thought it would. <laughs> and, you know, I really love living here. We, you know, obviously from my perspective, the cost of living oh, is yeah. so cheap and, um, you know, we still have access. And I think that's why I travel so much because it's, you know, I can, but I, I do love living here. My husband and I have chosen to mm-hmm. stay. My husband's from here as well. Um, what do you have for tips of like loving where you live? So let's say maybe you're not in a spot that you love what you're, mm-hmm. what you're talking about or yeah. Well, I've lived in a few different places mm-hmm. um, and you know, this is feels like home because I've made it home. Sure. Um, but home can be wherever you are. Yeah. So surrounding yourself with people that you like, uh, hopefully maybe you're, you like your job and that kind of thing. Or you know yeah. what, if sometimes you have a soul-sucking job yes. and that you yes. just don't like it, but you know what, you still have to put food on the table right. and that kind of thing. So realizing that this, this might not be my first, ever yes. situation, yes. but this is my for now situation mm-hmm. and doing what you got to do to to make it work. I worked some not great jobs. Sure. Uh, when I got divorced, I had zero, I had negative money yeah. and I lived with my mom for a year and sure. a half to put, get myself back and put myself together. Sure. Um, but you know what? I was happy because I was on my own. I was making my own decisions. Yes. I was building myself back up. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to now this is my feminist rant. Yeah. You have to support. To pro, you know, I didn't. I didn't have to rely on a man yes. to, to help fix yes. stuff or whatever. I did it on my own. So while my situation wasn't 
great as yeah. far as finances go and my living situation wasn't what I would have envisioned and imagined for myself, yeah. I was in a good place because I was doing things for myself and I was happy with who I was, who I was becoming and what I was doing. Yeah. So, I love yeah. that advice because it's, yeah. I, and I tell people that with houses. Mm-hmm. This is not, this may not be your forever home. Mm-hmm. So if it's not, let's, you know, let's talk through what that looks like or, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And it kind of softens the blow if something's not exactly right like you want it to be and, and that kind of a thing too. And I wonder um, if you, if you don't mind sharing, mm-hmm. if you do just tell me, um, how, how did you rebuild yourself after that divorce? How did you, what was like a, a I guess a tip or, you know, I, I know it was work. It was for work. sure. Um, yeah. It was work because back then I was a totally different person. And yeah. like, I let my husband take care of the finances. I had no idea what was going on. Sure. I was kind of that typical wife. And so then we got divorced and I was like, oh wait, you didn't pay that bill or that one sure. or that one. And my name's on it. And now I'm responsible for yes. it. Yes. So I literally... I had an envelope system okay. uh, where I got my paycheck. I cashed it because my credit and everything was so bad. I couldn't even have a checking account. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had an envelope. And so I put, here's my rent in my mm-hmm. one envelope. Here's, I'm saving for a car because I was b- driving a borrowed car. Sure. So here's my car stuff. Here's my, here's all my envelopes. Sure. And I just worked my butt off to pay off all the things that he didn't pay. Sure. Uh, so I could, you know get that kind of my financial footing back yes, on me. I yes. saved up so I could get an apartment on my own. And just like little by little, mm-hmm. I like picked, all right, here's the bill with the smallest balance. I'm going to pay that one first. Yes. And now I'm going to get the net. Then that's paid off. I'm like, yes, I made progress. And that is such a great it's, feeling. It makes you feel so yes. good. And then yes. I take that money and I take it to the next bill that needed sure. paid. And just little by little, sure. um, chipping away at it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you is that you asked for help when you need it. You, I, I I joke about this all the time. So I moved as a lot of people do. I I, I lived in the dorms at Ball State. And then after that freshman year of college, I moved back home for the summer and I decided, oh my gosh, I can never live with my parents again (laughs) because, you know, college does that to a person. But you know, I think about that like, oh my gosh, that would be the worst if I had to move back in with my parents. But I know that's an option right. if I had to. And I let, you know, I, th- I feel like I hear that a lot from from divorced women that like you just really need, my best friend was on the podcast and she lived with her parents for about nine months with her kids. And she's like, it was hard on all of us. <laughs> and, but I love that, you know, you were, you were able to, to borrow a car, yeah. you know, had some of those kinds of things. And I think our, our pride obviously gets in the way of some of that, but I think it's, it's more important too, to realize there are people willing to help you. Right. And and being willing to be that, now that I have the ability, I can help people if I need to Absolutely. as well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a glamorous life. Sure, um, sure. But you know, we made it work and it, we, it, it worked out and it was fine. So now, you know, I had a friend a couple years ago who uh, suddenly quit her job and she sure. was like, hey, I need someone to help me clean out my office right now. Yeah. And I was in the position like, I own my own business. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any meetings that afternoon. I shut everything down and I'm like, cool, give me 10 minutes and I'll be there. Absolutely. Um, so you know what? When stuff happens, I think we need to be there to help mm-hmm. people when we can, um, but also not be p- too prideful to ask for help. Absolutely. When you need the help Absolutely. People are willing to help you out. And I think if you're hesitant to ask for help, like you should be asking for help because, you know, if you're like, oh, you know, if you're asked for help all the time, you're not that person that thinks twice about that. You right. know, you'd kind of just, I think a lot of us, like, I don't want to be that person. Right. that is constantly needing things and that right. kind of thing. Right. But. And you don't want to be that person all the time. Right. But it's okay. Like 
when yes. there's a problem, it's okay to yes. be that person. Yes. Um, and I yeah. feel like, especially after a divorce, I've had so many friends. I'm like, I would pay money to get you away from that guy. So whatever you need, come exactly. stay at my house, drive my car, <laughs> I'll feed you, you know, all those things. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure, especially families, a lot of times feel like, we just want you happy. We yes. want you out I, of there. I called my dad and he dropped everything. He flew to California and he drove me back home. Yes. So, yes. Um, and that's not a great call you want to have to make, but- Absolutely. I did it and we did it and it was and, fine. And that's just it, you know, depending on your family dynamic, yeah. there may be a little crow to eat or things you have to listen to people say, but yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, if they're there and and I love the way that you kind of rebuilt too, because I, I firmly believe in good money karma and you didn't try to say, okay, well, I didn't do that. That's not my responsibility. I'm just going to live in this, you know, place mm-hmm. of not being able to, to have a handle on my finances. And we all, I think, have to do that sometimes. And some people, you know, because that's, I, I see that a lot in my job if people come in and they have really crummy credit and a they tell me they don't know where their credit is everybody knows you mm-hmm. you have an idea like unless you're just completely blindsided by right. something but they're you know it's never their fault as to why that happened and and I'm not saying that things don't happen to people like you're you were handed that situation right. but you also are responsible for figuring it out right and, and I, you know I was in that marriage and I let those things happen. It was, you know, it wasn't out of my hands completely. Mm -hmm. So it was my responsibility to put it back together and to fix it. So absolutely. And my, my best friend, I keep talking about her. She was, our whole podcast was about divorce. Mm -hmm. So it was just so interesting, but same thing. I mean, she had, you know, bills and credit cards that she didn't even know were open Mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things. And it was a lot of work for her to get that figured out and fixed and all of that. But I I admire all of you that have had to deal with that (laughs) so much because I, I, you know, just my own financial life. I know things aren't easy all the time and, you know, and I do this for a living. So yeah. I know yeah. that it's, But yeah. I, I always want women, like I want them to to know what's going on in your finances. Yes. Like yes. No, don't just let somebody else handle it. Like if somebody, somebody needs to be the primary person who takes care of the bills or whatever, because yeah. otherwise you're like, who's paying what? Right, exactly. But you need to know, you need to have access to those accounts. Mm-hmm. Your name needs to be on the house yes. or on, you know, you need to have assets of your own right. and have access to that information. So you're not blindsided 10 Absolutely. years from now. Absolutely. I always see those those old ladies who husbands like die. Oh my goodness. Which is so sad and they're sad. But yeah. then it's like, well, I don't know anything about our accounts or our bills yes, or anything. Yes, yes. And that's I mean, a mess. I have a very, very personal example of that. My mother passed away in June and my dad had no idea. Like yeah. as long as his debit card worked, he was okay. And I joke about that with my husband mm-hmm. because that's how he is. You know, like great example. I said, Dad, did you pay off your your truck recently? And he's like, mm, I think so. And then we got the title. And, you know, just right. those kinds of things. But he had no clue. So guess who's taking care of that now? And I'm like, Dad, you really need to be involved in this <laughs> because, you know, I could get hit by a bus too. It's not, you know, just things like that happen. Yeah. And yeah, I'm trying to get my husband on board with that also because I think that's a person thing. But mm-hmm. women, it seems especially seem, I don't want to say victims, but they seem to be the recipients of that. I'll just let him handle it or, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And well, sometimes we're conditioned Mm -hmm. that way. Like, oh, "Oh, the man's in charge. He's the head of the home, which if that's your dynamic, cool. But you should also have input in that, have access to that. So, so well, you don't fall victim. Part of that, that. condition, I'm getting my feminist soapbox yeah. <laughs> again here, but it's like women aren't good with money or mm-hmm. women are frivolous spenders or all this BS that we're, you know, right. we're taught. And I just don't, mm, yeah, I won't go on that. But yes, <laughs> I, I think that's a lot of times why it is. And 
yeah, it's really frustrating Absolutely. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> well, Angie, is there anything else that you'd like to share that we didn't talk about? I know we covered quite a bit and I don't yeah. think so. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, kind of how the podcast works. Um, so what we just talked about was the sauce. Okay. And so I love chicken nuggets. I don't okay. know how you feel about them. Hopefully. Um, nuggets are good. Love Everyone them. loves some nuggets. I love right? so good. So good. So we take, um, you know, we got all this sauce. So we're going to get three nuggets from that okay. and dip them in. So, um, and this is just kind of my recap. And so if I'm getting it wrong, just feel free to shout okay. out here. But one thing we just talked about, knowing knowing your own finances, mm-hmm. even if you're not the person, quote unquote, in charge of those, you still need to to be in charge Absolutely. of that. Yeah. Um, second thing I heard is that it is possible to work with your spouse and have it a is. successful business. And I think a lot of people are scared of that. And that's my husband. I was talking about that earlier. He said, well, I, I really love you and like you and I don't want to not like you. And I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sure there are days like, well, I'm not liking you very much right now, but, but it is possible to do that and do that successfully. Mm -hmm. And then, um, third thing is that just, you know, got to make the best of your situation and, you know, it's okay to, to love where you are and it's okay to realize that that's not always forever. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool. And really, I think all of us need to be better at embracing change, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. If it's change in your family, change in where you live, change in jobs, all those kinds of things. And it's hard for sure. I mean, nobody likes change, but embrace it when it's there. Absolutely. Well, Angie, this has been absolutely wonderful. I appreciate you being on the podcast and we will go ahead and wrap it up and I will see everyone next week from my purple chair. Thanks so much. Bye. Hi, it's Laura here. I am so thrilled to offer business coaching in mortgage lending and real estate. If you're burned out, want to pivot or grow your business, or are maybe just sick of what is a good old boys club sometimes, let's set up a 30-minute chat to see if coaching might be right for you. You can send me an email at d3financepod at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Looking forward to chatting. Thank you so much for listening to Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends, A Woman's Guide to Real Estate and Finance with me, your host, Laura Mickler. D3 is produced by Kristen Pickett and recorded and edited at Winter Freeze Records by Aaron Winter. See you next week for my purple chair.